Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode. And thank you for taking time out to listen. I so, so am grateful for that. And hopefully you will walk out of this with new of this episode with new pathways of reflection, because that is my goal for every episode is hopefully you walk out with some insights, some strategies, a few nuggets here and there, and you can apply them to your own life and maybe even try something new. And today's topic, I really mulled over for a while. And when I mull over something, usually that means I'm overthinking it because it was an important subject. And I wanted to think out my approach. But when I do that, all I end up doing is not doing it. So I just set up my podcast station today and I'm just going for it and speaking from my heart. And I know, I know that you'll get something out of this. And last week marked the first anniversary of my father's passing from pancreatic cancer. And, you know, we reunited as a family and shared memories and had a great meal. And I couldn't stop thinking about something my father said to me two weeks before he passed away. When he learned that he had the cancer, the doctors gave him at best three months. It was terminal. He didn't want any chemo, no treatment. That was it. He wanted to leave because he knew that there was no way out of this one. And he only lived for another two weeks. And I always will remember what he said to my brother and I when he told us the news in his hotel, in his uh, not his hotel, but his hospital room. He said, I wish I could have done more. And those words still resonate with me to this very day. So much so that I've kind of created my own life yardstick, a way to measure how I'm living my life. Because I looked up some statistics and I found out that 90% of people that are on their deathbeds have one main regret, and that is they wish they would not have worked so hard and spend more time with their family. But one doesn't go without the other, if you ask me. And that really opened up some thinking for me. And I started to look over and I said to myself, if I'm on my deathbed, because we're all going to end up there anyways, right? It's something that we all have in common is eventually we all, this will all happen to us. But how do we want? to spend our last days reminiscing and thinking about our lives. And I've decided that I don't want to have the word wish in anything, and neither do I want to use hope in anything either. I just want to use the word want. I want my life to be fulfilling. I want my life to be as much as it can be, and I want to become the best version of myself. And the one thing that I figured out I want to say when comes that day, if I have the chance to say it is, I tried my best. That's what I want to say. I tried my best to do everything that I wanted to do. And I tried my best every day. I do not want that regret of saying I could have done more, I should have done more, and I would have done more, and I wish I would have done more. Because to me, that just means we haven't lived a fulfilled life. We haven't lived a life on our terms where we did the best we could, explored, experimented, and discovered as many things as possible to live the most fulfilling life imaginable so that when we leave, 
we know we did our best. We might not have did everything that we might not did everything that we wanted to do, but we tried our best and we gave it our all. So 90% of people on their deathbeds regret not having ha- having worked so hard and not having spent enough time with their family. And I said, how can I measure my life? So create a yardstick and have some questions that I can ask myself regularly and check in with myself to make sure that I'm on the way of trying my best, but living the most fulfilled life that I can live. And living fulfilled is not success. It's not acquiring things and wealth and assets and stuff like that, right? Fulfillment is something you cannot explain. It's an art. You know, it's this joy that's unexplainable. When it happens to you, you understand it. You can't explain it. You can just tell the person that's tr- you're trying to explain that, hey, I'll give you 15 words to try to express what I'm feeling right now, but you had to be there. You have to be me to understand. I want to be that person when I'm in my deathbed. I want to be that person that says that. I've lived a fulfilled life and I've tried my best. So I came up with a few questions that I asked myself, and I'm going to share them with you because maybe you can use a few of these questions or create your own questions because I feel that you should be aiming for nothing less than a fulfilled life. You can experiment with everything in life. You can get as much cars as you want, buy as many watches and shoes and things and whatever you need to make you happy because that's experiencing. That's experiencing life for all that it has to offer us. But in the end, what's important is the people that you love, the ones that are closest to you, they're the ones that are going to be by your side when it's all said and done. Not the guy who sold you your latest car and not your boss that gave you a promotion and he won't be there to thank you for all the overtime you did. That's just not going to happen. You know, they'll already be off to another something or someone to, to do all of that for them. But who's going to be beside you when all this is said and done is, you know, your family, your partner, your children, your closest friend or friends will be there. And do you want to look them in the eye and tell them, I should have done more, I could have done more, I wish I would have done more for you? I think we should look at them with our eyes filled with joy and say, I did my best. I did everything I wanted to do as much as I could. And I did my best every day when I woke up, all the way to to the moment I went to bed. And I think I lived a fulfilled life. I believe I did. So if it's important for you, then I think we should ask ourselves these questions. I think we should ask these questions I'm about to share with you just to check in with ourselves to make sure that we're kind of encapsulating what's important in life. That it's not just about, you know, advancing towards a goal and another goal and another peak and another peak and actually never taking a moment to look at everything that we have right now in the moment. And just already thinking about the next thing that's going to light us up. So here's a few questions I want to share with you. The first thing that I say to myself, the first question I ask myself is, am I a good person to those around me? 
So am I treating everyone with kindness, sympathy, and compassion? Am I giving my time to the people that I care most about? Or to someone in need who needs an ear to listen to? Who needs someone to talk to? Am I being a good person? So for me, that's kindness and compassion and empathy. Being there for people when they're in need, serving in the best way possible. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. I'm the most perfect and perfect human being there is. Flawed in every way imaginable. But every day I try to be a bit better. Every day. And that goes by helping as many people as possible by just being a kind person to everyone and knowing that everyone else is doing their best also to become better. Another question I ask myself is, do I try my best to be an amazing dad to my children? Now, for those of you who have children, you know what I'm talking about. Are we doing our best as parents? Now, I live far from my kids. I live at about three-hour drive from my, my children, but I text them every morning. It's part of a habit that I have. It's part of my morning routine. Every morning, I text them to say how they're doing, to ask them what they have planned for their day and what are the challenges and is there anything I can do to help? And I always check in with them every single day, seven days a week. Even if I see them the same day, I still text them in the morning. It's just part of what I do. And the conversation is ongoing and the love is always floating around us. The connection is constant. And I never feel like I haven't talked to them in a while because I talk to them every day and I don't look for a response. I don't look for them to, to get back to me. I just need to talk to them. I need to let them know that I'm there. And that even though I'm far away, because they're adults now, even though they're 23 and 20, I'm still there for them. I still talk to them every day. And they're the most important people in my life. So it is really important for me to ask myself this question. Do I try my best to be an amazing parent? And the little things that we do, taking 20 seconds to text in the morning just to make sure they're okay. Do a FaceTime in the evening if possible. Send them an update on something great that happened to me today or whatever. Maybe something that's not so great. It's keeping the communication lines open all the time with my kids and making sure that we never lose that connection. Question number three. Do I try my best to be a loving partner? Now, for me, this can mean this means not only being a loving partner in the sense that you know I care about my partner, I listen to my partner, I share everything with my partner, but also creating couple goals, things we want to do together, not just living in the moment in the sense that. We're just living together. We share our home. We share our things. Uh, we share our conversations, but actually creating a future life together. What goals do we have as we grow together, as we learn new things together? And my partner recently told me this, and this is why I'm talking to you about it today. And it really opened up this, this whole thing in my mind that, you know, we would like any couple, spend quality time together, play board games, watch movies, have a great dinner together. But one day she told me, 
you know, we don't have any future goals. Like, what are we going to, like, what could we do in six months together in a year down the road? Like, have a big goal. And I was like, geez, that's true. We're, we're living the present moment. And that's, that's great. We need to live the present moment. That's what, it, you know, ultimately feeling fulfilled is all about is, is really living in the moment. But having a goal together, actually, that we can contribute each of our time and money and effort and planning and whatever skills we have for this goal is a great way to connect this even more. So we started thinking about it and we said, we, let's plan a huge trip together and open a bank account and just put whatever it is we have extra in there just to save up money so that we can have this big goal together. Even if it's $10 each, you know, doesn't matter. But if it's weekly and we put $10 every week, eventually it'll be $1,000 and $2,000. And this is going to be our goal. So we devised the plan to go live in Mexico for like a month and just work out from Mexico. A lot of people do that, but never dawned on me that this can actually be a goal that we can create together, something different that would really light us up so that we have something that we're going to be, that's going to be unique to us and something we really want to do. So we opened this bank account and we just put in like the, I think she put in five bucks and I put in 10 bucks or something like that. So there was like $15 in it, but it felt so good to do that action, to actually put that money in there. And we called it Mexico, the Mexican bank account. It's just hilarious. And we put the money in and it was a symbol of how serious we were about this. It's not the amount, it's the symbolic of actually taking the time to pull money out from one bank account, open up another one and put it into the new one and actually say, this is for our goal. So it's part of trying your best, always looking for new things and having a dialogue with your partner. A conversation opens up these new ideas that bring us, brings us even closer together. Again, our relationship isn't perfect. It's perfectly imperfect. But you know what? We try every day to be a bit better. And we find ways to bring us closer together. So it's an important question. Because I do not want to be on my deathbed. And I do not want to say I should have taken the time to create goals, opportunities with my partner. I should have spent more time with my kids. I should have been nicer to that person. These questions keep me in check. Question number four. Do I try my best to have a positive impact to those with whom I cross paths with? Sometimes we meet people from all walks of life. We don't necessarily call them friends. They can be acquaintances. They can be colleagues. Do you have an impact on them? Can you positively influence them? Maybe they're going through a difficult period. Maybe they're, they're having difficulties and struggling on their own. If you have a positive impact, that means you care enough to reach out. And I've said this many times on my Instagram videos that, you know, the power of hello, reaching out to people that you haven't spoken to in a while, acquaintances, colleagues, old student buddies, people that have been part of your circle, but that are important enough for you to just reach out and say, how you doing? 
What's new? You know what? I was thinking of you today because I saw this thing and it reminded me of when we did that. That's having a positive impact. Imagine what you are creating as a ripple effect to people or for someone that's having a bad day and you reaching out and sincerely finding out and how they're doing can make a world of difference in the day that they're having. So having a positive impact is important for me. It's part of who I am. And I feel so good when someone that I reached out to said, hey, I'm so happy to hear from you. Thank you for checking in. I'm doing great. Or I'm not doing so great. I'm having a challenge here. doesn't mean I'll be able to help that person. But by being there and just having an ear to the ground, having my eyes to read what that person needs, or maybe they need a quick Zoom call or a little bit more, and you're creating an impact. You're helping them. And who knows the impact that they can have after that because of what you did. You've influenced them to maybe do that to their entourage, et cetera, et cetera. So it brings us back to the kindness part too, in a way, because you're being kind. You're showing empathy. So do I try my best to have a positive impact on those with whom I cross paths? Some people are in just for a season of your life, but they might stay in your, 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 your contacts for years. Why not just go out and reach to the one that you feel you were closest to in that time or you had the most affinities with and just say, hey, how you doing? It's been a while. Hope you're all, I hope you're well. Hope your business is thriving. Hope you, you, your job is, is everything you imagined it to be. You never know what that person's going through. They might just be happy to have someone out of the blue just contact them. Another question I like to ask myself is, am I checking off regularly items on my bucket list? Now, if you don't have a bucket list, this is something I want you to take away with from this podcast today. You need to write yourself a bucket list. You need to, to get yourself the most complete, the most comprehensive bucket list ever so that you have things on there that you need to get done before you leave. How important is that? It can be anything. Bucket lists to me, I've always had them. I mean, I don't remember the first time I wrote my bucket list, but I've always had a bucket list. And I find it so important to put anything and everything that I want to do on there. It doesn't matter the size, the amount, the number of whatever it is that's on there. It's got to have got to have a bucket list. A bucket list that, I mean, I need to check off on. It could be buying a new book that I want, but I'm sort of waiting up for a moment to do because of whatever reason, or it can be going to Italy for a month or two months. It can be, you know, buying a van one day and living the van life for a year. I have all types of stuff on the bucket list. I want to get as much done as possible. I want to get as much done as possible. Having a bucket list kind of keeps the vitality in you going, knowing that you have all these things that light you up, you know, make your heart glow lights a fire under your feet to get going. It's like having this thing that you know is your most important stuff that you want to get done for yourself, for your family, for your partner, and whoever else is close to you that knows that wants to share this with you. Having a bucket list is, is I think, the essence of living 
in a fulfilled way. Because what is in there is truly, really, really what you want. It's not what what others want. It's not what your boss wants. It's not what your friends want. It's not what uh, someone on Instagram or Facebook wants for you because they follow you and they give you likes all the time. It's what you really, really, really want for your life because this is something that represents you. This is you. That's how important a bucket list should be. It's all about you. And this is something for me that's important that when I look at it in the end, I want to say I tried my best to check off as many things as possible. And whatever I didn't check off was because I lacked time and could not do everything on it. But I did my best. And I don't want to say, oh, I should have done this because I held back because I didn't have the money. Or I, I didn't do this because I didn't want to make the decision. That's not a reason that's going to end up with, I wish I would have done it. When I look at my bucket list, I want to say I did my best to do every single thing on that list. And I feel that when you do that, then you can truly, truly say, hey, I think I've lived a pretty fulfilled life. I have no regrets. No regrets and no shoulds and coulds and woulds. All I did is try my best, did my best, and now I want to spend time with the ones I love the most. So how about you? What questions are you asking yourself? What kind of measurements are you taking of your life to make sure that you're living according to your values, according to your principles, according to what lights you up, makes your heart glow? So that you wake up every day and you say, I want to try my best. In the la- in one of the past episodes, I talked about this technique that I've kind of created for myself, which is like going into the mirror every morning and waking my whole system up by telling myself it's going to be the most amazing day of my life today. And this kind of ties in with everything. I go to the mirror and I tell myself every damn morning before texting my kids, that today is going to be the most amazing day of my life. I don't know why. No clue how this is going to happen. But I don't really care. I'm just going to look out for everything. See the small things, the big things. Whatever happens, happens. It's just going to be an amazing day. And nine times out of ten, it's always an amazing day. That one time, probably because I forgot to say it in the morning, which doesn't happen often, to be honest with you. But it does. And I. I'm telling you, this thing changes your whole state in a flash. Going into the mirror and telling yourself this every morning wakes yourself up. You wake up and you just go, everything is possible. Everything is possible. And every time I start my journal off, the first thing I write in my journal, it's going to be a beautiful day today. It's beautiful outside, even if it's raining. It's beautiful because I'm alive and I see the temperature, see the weather outside, the world is turning, the sky is cloudy, the sky is blue, the sun's rising, the the sun's setting. I'm alive. It's the first thing I write down and instantly my my state changes, everything. Just by starting off, the first thing I write, it's going to be a beautiful day today. After I've said it would be amazing. It's not only going to be amazing, it's going to be beautiful also. So you wake yourself up. 
And this all ties in in the end because this is what the fuel, it's like propellant for your day. So that you can be aware of everything that's going on. You can ask yourself these yardstick questions to make sure that you're living a fulfilling life. That it's not just about acquiring things or getting better positions and more money. That's all cool. That's all great because it's a part of the experience of life. But it's deeper than that, that you're looking to live a really fulfilled life. Make sure that you take care of the ones that are around you. So create yourself some questions. Make sure that you are measuring the amount of fulfillment that you are having in your life. So that when you come to your last days, you will not wish anything at all, but rather say, holy moly, it's been a great life. I did my best. I tried my best every day to be a better person and to create the best version of myself. And it's been a great ride. And it has nothing to do with how much stuff you've done, how much stuff you've acquired, and assets and possessions that you're going to be giving away anyways, because it's all borrowed as far as I'm concerned. But it's going to be about having that state of fulfillment where you know that you did what you did and followed your principles and your values. And you end up in this moment of absolute grace. So when I think of my dad and I look back on that, and I know that's a whole other story how I feel that sometimes my father worked way too hard, acquired way too much money, spent way too little time with my mom, didn't travel as much as he should have, even though he would have. And in the end, it was too late. Because time had passed, and he ended up saying, I wish I would have done more. And I'll never have had the chance to have that conversation to know exactly what he was talking about. I have my doubts, as I am his son, and I know him pretty well, but can't be confirmed anymore. But I think, in a way, it might be a good thing that I don't know. Because I kind of made my own meaning out of it. And the fact that I've made my own meaning out of it, to me, just represents that I can sort of create this new yardstick and life measurement so that I can make sure that I will not repeat those words and rather change this pattern. And hopefully, I'll have impact and influence on my own children and the ones that surround me so that they too live their lives in a fulfilled way so that no one wishes that they could have or should have or would have done something. What they rather will say is I did my best. I did my best every day. What do you think? What's your thoughts on that? How are you measuring your life? How are you measuring your life today? If you look back right away, what are you doing? Make sure that you're living the best life, most authentic life possible. Take a moment to reflect on that. I hope that this episode opened up a few pathways of reflection and that you take a moment to reflect. And don't forget, reach out if you can, say hello to people that you haven't talked to in a while, 
the impact you have will be immeasurable. Don't forget to be kind. And I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening.